Today is July 9th. Woo. A very rainy July 9th. Evis is on the very rainy. It's thundering. It's lightning. It's, it's downpouring. It's very frightening. It is. Uh, so but this is a, a very special podcast. Is it? Unfortunately, it is uh, the day that we are recording this. It is also conveniently my birthday. And uh, I, it's my understanding that you have a, a, a list of things yeah. to commemorate July 9th. Yes, we, which we will get into later in the show. Uh, but first, before we get to that, we'll talk about the latest in the Britney saga. Because, of course, we got to cover Britney like we normally do. Gwen got married. You got a number of sports stories. Yeah, I got a couple of sports stories. So let's uh, chatter and chill in the rain. Let's do it. So what's the uh, update on the Britney stuff? Well, we had some double breaking news this week. Ooh, okay. So Britney's lawyer, Sam Ingham III, has resigned from her counsel. Hmm. Now, if you recall from when we talked about this, in previous episodes, she was not allowed to pick her own counsel mm-hmm. 13 years ago when they first put her in the conservatorship because they declared her not competent to do so. So she got a court-appointed lawyer who was this guy, Sam Ingham III. Well, he has now resigned, which now puts into question who's going to represent Brittany. And if she's even going to have an opportunity to choose that. Correct. Because the court could decide that no, she is still not competent to choose her own counsel and they will pick another court-appointed lawyer. So, my understanding is that in the coming weeks, Britney Spears will be making an appearance in court again, probably virtually. And they will discuss whether or not she is able to choose her own counsel. So, kind of a possible win there. Possible. Not going to hold hope yet. But interesting to point out that that change is happening. Also, Brittany's manager, Larry Rudolph, has resigned. Good. She, she has claimed that he is just as responsible as the family is for all the turmoil that she's been placed into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has also represented Miley Cyrus in the past, particularly during the Bangers era. He has <sighs> been Brittany's manager since the onset of her career. He has said his reasoning for his resignation is because she has made a public declaration that she wishes to retire at some point. I see. So all the flies are dropping in this conservatorship. You will recall that Bessemer Trust has resigned from being her conservator, co-conservator. Now her manager is resigning and her court-appointed lawyer is resigning. Also, Jamie Lynn Spears posted on Instagram to leave her, quote, broke ass alone. Because I'm sure she's really hurting for money. Oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Really. There are people who are struggling to make ends meet right now. But poor Jamie Lynn Spears. Yeah. Poor Jamie Lynn. Poor Jamie Lynn Spears. And that's all I have to say about her. Yes. So. That is the latest in the Britney story. Again, free Britney. Free Britney. Free Britney. 
in happier news. Well, that was kind of happy news, I guess, in a way. Had some but in more happier news. Right. Uh, Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton just got married. Yay for them. Uh, obviously, lead singer of my favorite band. No Doubt. Great band. And incidentally, there's a rumor that none of No Doubt was invited to the wedding. Which kind of begs this question of like kind of what happened with them, but also like were they even close? Well, she and Tony used to date each other in the 90s. That's what the whole Tragic Kingdom record's about. Don't speak wouldn't exist if they didn't break up. Yeah. But good for them. Yeah, good for, good them. for them. They got married on uh, Blake's ranch. Yes. He built a chapel. On his ranch. Correct. And is it my understanding he wore blue jeans to the wedding? Sounds very Blake Shelton to me. I mean, Gwen wore cowboy boots to That's the reception. Right. Didn't they have like fringe on them or something? Yeah. Yep. She had like a really shorter dress with, and you could see the boots. In, in yeah. her pictures. And Gwen then, Stefani in style is normal, I think. Yeah. She is always in style. Her boys were there. Her sons her were boys there. Were, yeah, her boys were there too. Uh, but no, no doubt. Yeah. No, no, no doubt. doubt. Sadly. But, but uh, congratulations to them. Yeah. And may we expect yet another country duet. They already have two. And a Christmas song. We'll probably get some more. I just want more solo stuff from Gwen. That's true. I believe she said she was working on new stuff. So, come on, I want I want the new stuff. I don't want this stuff with Blake. I want I want solely her. Okay, I can get behind that. Okay, so Shohei Otani became the first uh, MLB player in nearly in a near century to be voted on as a two way All Star for the upcoming All Star game uh, being played July thirteenth at Coors Field in Denver. He was selected Sunday uh, via 121 votes on a ballot by players, managers, and coaches to pitch uh, three days after fans selected him to be the starting designated hitter in the American League. I think the last person who was a potential two-way was like Babe Ruth. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but also Shohei is also going to participate in the Home Run Derby, which will be happening this upcoming Monday. Speaking of home runs, on Wednesday, he hit his league-leading 30-second home run, which breaks the record for a Japanese player, most home runs by a Japanese player in a season. Previous record holder was Hideki Masui in 2004 with the New York Yankees at the time. He also holds the record uh, in the Angels franchise for most home runs hit by the All-Star break. Uh, his home run on Wednesday was his 54th extra base hit, leading the league. And he has the most home runs hit by an AL player since Chris Davis hit 37 before the All-Star break in 2013 when he was with the Baltimore O's. Which is almost a decade ago. It's kind of hard to to comprehend that yeah yeah 2013 will always feel like two years ago yeah kind of uh also in sports on july 4th every year they hold the nathan's world famous hot dog eating contest is that a sport 
Competitive eating, yes. <laughs> Competitive eating is a sport. Is cheerleading a sport? Yes. Okay. Is marching band a sport? I argue. Yes. Okay. I've had a debate with a couple people on that, so. Oh. So, anyway, so if for anyone listening who may not know what this competition consists of. I'm going to guess it has something to do with eating hot dogs. Yeah. Basically, people show up. Typically, uh, normally it's held outside Nathan's flagship shop on Brooklyn's Coney Island. Mm. So, it's a big deal. People go out on the 4th of July, watch a bunch of people try to eat a bunch of hot dogs and buns in a matter of 10 minutes. So Joey Josh Chestnut won his 14th uh, competition in 17 tries. It took him 17? Well, he's competed 17 times, and he's oh. won 14 I got of you. them. I got you. With a record-breaking 76 hot dogs and buns consumed in 10 minutes. He set the record last year with 75. Michelle Lesko for the women won. Uh, she ate almost 31. It was like 30 and three quarters. Uh, like I said, normally it's held outside Nathan's flagship shop on Coney Island. Last year it was held indoors with no spectators because of COVID. This year they moved it to a local minor league ballpark with 5,000 spectators. It kind of feels awkward, though, to be spectating people eating hot dogs. Like, are you cheering for them to finish it? Yes. You're, usually you have someone that you root for. Like, a lot of people like to like to see Joey and try and break, you know, see so Joey like break his record. cheering for, like, Michael Jordan or Tom Brady, only your favorite person is eating hot dogs. Yes. And they have to and eat like the I fastest, said, it, and they have to eat the most. Yes. And it's a, it's a big deal. A lot of people like to go to it. ESPN airs it every year. You're kidding. I'm not joking. It is aired on ESPN. I have watched it in the past. I've missed the last couple of years because it's been on while I'm at work. Is it just as exciting, you think, to watch on TV as it would be to watch in person? I feel like it would be more entertaining in person because you actually get to like interact with people who go to this. Yeah, y'all can cheer. Y'all yeah. can watch people stuff their face with food. Anyway, it's a segue from sports to music. Little mat music matitude segment. I got nothing. For once, Jordan actually has nothing. I got nothing. I've been busy compiling music charts for you for your big event today. Yes, which will be coming up in a bit. Uh, my music matters to a song, which I surprisingly found one. <laughs> Best song ever by One Direction. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Ca came out this month back in 2013. So another almost decade ago type of a thing. There. I guess You're so. You're really hitting that point home. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to. I want to point out that we, you and I used to vibe to the Up All Night album, which is not what that song is from. No, this one's from Midnight Memories. Yeah. But yes, Up All Night and Take Me Home are the two albums I have by them. But yeah, they they became popular like when... There's a big Bieber versus 1D type of thing going I, on. I'm a, I'm a 1D fan. I I'm, never got behind Bieber. I'm both. Yeah, I like I Harry Styles too. I personally never really gotten into like any of his solo work. Well, you're missing out. Watermelon Sugar 
Trust me, I've heard bits and pieces of that song. Oh, it was everywhere. We have a special guest. It's Spora. Spora, here's your here's the mic. I just want to say happy birthday, E. Thank you, Spora. That was your special segment. <laughs> Wonderful segment. Okay, back to you. Anyway, so like I was saying, we normally, I normally end off with like a feel good Friday story. With again, as we've mentioned prior, it is my birthday. So I'm, we're going to change it up a little bit. And like you had mentioned, you've been compiling music charts here. We're going to look back at what was kind of popular in the world of music the week of my birthday. On the Billboard Hot 100, specifically kind of focusing on their top 40, number one was Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-a-Lot, which of course was the number one song on July 9th, if you were to look that up. What a song. <laughs> what a music video. That too. <laughs> number three was Under the Bridge by Red Hot Chili Peppers, which is a great song. I feel like you would be a big chili peppers fan just given the fact that you like alternative music they are a good band i don't personally really listen to a lot of their tunes well swing and a miss <laughs> at number six of course achy breaky heart by the one and only billy ray cyrus i don't know who he is <laughs> i'm just kidding following them up or following him up i should say at number seven was jump by crisscross oh man Jump is still a very popular song, I feel like, to this day. It's played a lot at like sporting events to get fans hyped up. Uh, number 17, This Used to Be My Playground by Madonna, who is an artist that both you and I absolutely love. And a song from A League of Their Own. Yes. A movie that I will get back to in a little bit. Pop Radio Top 40, Madonna's song was number 12, Sir Miss Flat was 16, Peppers were 27, Bellier was 31. Just a little point of music expertise over here. The reason why Baby Got Back and Achy Breaky Heart were so low is because back in the early 90s, Pop Radio was reluctant to play rap and country records. Yeah. Uh, singles, and also on the cash box chart. Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen appeared on that. And that is because of its appearance in Wayne's World. Yes. Which came out that year, which all of a sudden reignited this Queen mania. And usually when people think of Bohemian Rhapsody, they think of Wayne's World. I don't. I I personally don't either, but a I lot of, of a lot of people correlate that song with that movie for some odd reason. I know the scene from the movie. I do I can too. See it in my head. I personally never seen the movie, but I've seen that particular scene Same. all the time. Anyway, uh, it appeared on the Cashbox chart at number 39 and on the single chart at number 18. Speaking of country, on their country chart at number six was Boot Scootin' Boogie by Brooks and Dunn. And if I'm not mistaken, Garth Brooks was number one that week, wasn't he? Yes. Pretty much number one all the damn time in the 90s. Yeah. Some interesting things um, throughout history that happened on July 9th. Uh, in 1956, Dick Clark made his debut as a host on a Philly television station. 1968, the first MLB All-Star game was held indoors at the Astrodome in Houston. 1985, Joe Namath 
former quarterback, star quarterback for the New York Jets, signed a deal to provide commentary for Monday Night Football. In 1997, Mike Tyson was fined $3 million and banned from boxing after he bit part of the <laughs> ear of Evander Holyfield. Yes. You Which know is that. pretty much all I ever know Mike Tyson for anymore. Exactly. Everyone knows about that incident. Um, but you had mentioned a league of their own. Yes. You know, which featured the sound this used to be my playground. That was the number one movie on my birthday. Came out July 1st, 1992. Features uh, Madonna. Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell. Gina Davis. And it was directed by Penny Marshall. Yes. Um, but it's a good movie. A lot, of, you know, if people don't know, basically the concept of the movie is baseball. It is a baseball movie, obviously, but it follows basically you have these baseball players out on the war. Yeah. So baseball players would get drafted and basically would need entertainment in the States. So they formed a women's baseball league. And Tom Hanks is the coach of one of the particular teams that you actually do follow, which is a real-life baseball team. Correct. It's based on a true story. Based on a true story. You can actually go visit um, their diamond and kind of view the history. But Emissions was only $4.15 at the time. Oh, you mean it's $4 to go see the movie? Yes, it's like $4.15 on average to go see the movie back in 1992. Huh. And now no one watches movies in theaters. Yeah. What a crazy world. But then fast forward to, you know, when I could see a PG-13 movie, which would be 2005. You're the, aging yourself. Yeah, I know. The top movie was Fantastic Four, and the average admission price was $6.41. Inflation. <laughs> yeah. How much was a gallon of milk in 1992? Well, Didn't actually, have I have a half gallon of milk, and oh. that was $1.39. Dozen eggs was eighty six cents. Uh, a pound of bread was only seventy five cents. Do you know how much gas was in nineteen ninety two? Like a dollar something. Hmm. Yeah, uh, there were basically on average about two hundred fifty seven babies every minute born on July 9th, nineteen ninety two. So you have lots of birthday. Yeah, apparently friends. there's a lot of people around the world that also are celebrating your birthday today. So shouts out to them. And same uh, your age as you. Yes, it does. Uh, speaking of people celebrating birthday today, I am. No, no, you're not. Yours December. Tom Hanks. Oh, really? Tom Hanks celebrating birthday today. He was in a league of their own. Yep. Movie we've been talking about. Also was in Forrest Gump. Saving Private Ryan, Sully, Captain Phillips, to voiced Woody in Toy Story, uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, just to name off a few of his. Mitchell Musso from Hannah Montana. <laughs> I remember him. And and Disney Channel is also celebrating birth uh, birthday today. He's actually a year older than I am. So, And, of course, the one and only O.J. Simpson. His birthday's today? Apparently, his birthday is also July 9th. I found that out today, and I was like, okay. But, uh, yeah, so those are some interesting things that have happened on or around July 9th throughout history. Happy birthday. Thank you. It's been, it's so far, it's been a rainy day. And thundery. And thundery. Hopefully, the day gets better in terms of weather and... It's supposed to be Activities. really bad tonight, actually. 
great because like of severe thunder. You know, storm. speaking of speaking of the rain here, back in 1992, according to my mom, and she likes to bring up almost every year. It was sunny to begin the day, and then when I actually was birthed at 9:31, it was raining. So, p.m. It's very prophetic for your life. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, that concludes our show for today. Yeah. You go off and party, but don't party too hard. So have a good birthday. I will. And we will be back next week with more, probably some more stuff on Brittany. And hopefully a, ma- a music magnitude segment. Hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully, ho- hopefully you actually have a song next week. Uh, Duly noted. I'll probably have some more sports stories, and we will be back to the Feel Good Friday stories. Peace. Later. Later.